Hello, critics, non-critics, and friends. Welcome to the Film Optics Podcast, brought to you by the Drive-In Podcast Network, where we discuss film, TV, and all things Hollywood here on the show. I'm your host, Christian, and I'm joined by a friend of the show. He's actually one of my coworkers. It's his first time on the podcast, Mr. Shelby Williams. And we're here to give our thoughts on the latest series to hit Netflix by storm. That is Arcane League of Legends. And before we begin today's show, you can listen to our podcast on platforms around the internet. And if you're a new or seasoned listener to the show, we would love to hear from you guys. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter at Film Optics. Again, that is Optics with an X. Shelby, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I can't. I can't complain. It's welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you're not. We're not here to talk about Green Lantern today. But oh man! <laughs> Just so everyone knows, Green Lantern is the best movie of all time. And if any movie doesn't compare to Green Lantern and like, is it better or worse? That's how I compare all movies and TV shows. Just, just so you guys have like a visual. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good, man. Yeah. It's so it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a nice little Sunday here. How, how was your weekend then? It was good. It was good. It was busy. Um, got to see some family, hung out with some friends. That time kind of cut short on my hat on my part, but, uh, it was good. It was good. Um, how was yours? It was good, man. I've been watching Seinfeld, rewatching that. It's on Netflix right now. Um, what did I do yesterday? Oh yeah, we had our 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 um our nice little work outing. Yeah, in the past I saw two. that for the last two nights. Yeah, so that that was it was fun. You know, we got to show the uh the out out of towners a little bit of uh, Music City. So it was did, cool. Uh, Alex come? Or is it Alex? Alex. David. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. David and yeah, he came in a little bit later. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, him and uh, TJ were here, and we went to a uh, party foul. That was a lot of fun. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's been forever. Time with Deep is fun. I found that out. Oh like, yeah, Deep is like that little closet like partier. Like he knows the ins and outs of how to party and how to have a good time. Yeah. So it was it was great. Yeah, I, I had a nice little uh, pre pre game before they came to. Fake me. I kept telling people, I'm like, yeah, the pre pre games at my place. Everybody, I no. saw that. I saw the text messages. <laughs> and I was like, man. I mean, I do know what was coming, but I was like, hey, it's whatever. But no, it was it was a great time. Last time I went to Party File was, um, ooh, when the NFL draft was in town, the same weekend as Avengers Endgame. That was oh, wow. a busy weekend. That was a very busy weekend. Very very busy weekend. Last time I was at Party Foul, I was with Dell. We were having a team, like a, as like a small business organization of Dell. Yeah. We all ha- went out and had just, they bought us drinks and food. So yeah. it was just a lot of just free drinks and food. So Party Foul is a really good place though. I've been there a couple of times. Okay. Yeah. It's, whew, I, I just had some chicken tenders, man, and my yeah. mouth is on fire, but I enjoy their poutine. Yeah. Cause I have, I love potatoes. And so like anything with french fries is delicious. And then I've never even heard of poutine until <laughs> I went there and I was like, this is a thing. What is this? Yeah. And started eating. I was like, this is actually good. I like it. It's great stuff. <laughs> great, great stuff. But yeah, um, as I mentioned before, all the listeners out there, we're going to be talking about, honestly, probably the, the best TV show I've seen in a very, very long time. I know some people were saying it's the Game of Thrones for TV. But as we all know, video game adaptations like movies and TV shows have generally just sucked. 100%. They've, terrible. And it's... 
you know, saying that this is the best adaptation of like any video game property isn't saying much technically because everything else has just been so subpar and just terrible. But I mean, this is, uh, it's in all fairness, I do think that most video game adaptations usually has a storyline that they all try to stick to. Um, because the games have been out. The cool thing about League of Legends is it's, I think, if I'm not mistaken, it's a MOBA, a yeah. massive online battle arena, where like the storyline for each character hasn't really been put out there. So there's not like the lore's there, but it's not heavily harped on. Right. There's not, I don't think there's any books on it. Like World of Warcraft, there's tons of books that get novels that get written. Um, and so there's a lot of story that people have to adapt to. Where with this specificness, like they had a lot of room to play with and they did it really well. Yeah, I I, I definitely agree. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be right back with our League of Legends or excuse me, our Arcane League of Legends. People say Arcane. I I, I think I'm just going to shorthand it to Arcane because but so, yeah, for anyone out there listening. But we're going to be right back with our Arcane League of Legends review right after the short break. When I was a kid, me and my sister, we played a game where we pretended to chase monsters away. I'd say, no monster's gonna get you when I'm here. Then a real monster showed up. I have to find her. All right, and we are back. That was a little snippet of the Arcane League of Legends trailer provided by Netflix. And uh, the story is as follows. Set in a utopian Piltover and oppressed underground of Zaun, the story follows the origin of two iconic League champions and the power that will tear them apart. Show creators uh, Christian Link and Alex Yee um, are also a part of this. And honestly, this entire cast is is it's stacked. You got Haley Seinfeld, you got uh, Jason Spizak, and Kevin Alejandro. And it's whew, man, oh man. Honestly, it's it's been crazy because I keep checking the Rotten Tomato score and. As if that doesn't necessarily determine whether a movie is good or bad or a TV show because it's all up to, you know, subjective tastes. But the average tomato meter for critics is still at 100 (laughs) percent. Wow. For uh, the average average audio, uh, not audio, excuse me, audience score is 97 percent. I think it was in 98 a few days ago. But this is. It's 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 amazing. It's it's a great show. I mean, a hundred percent. It's the best adaptation from a video game um, that I think I've ever seen. The there's there's things that I think that I wish they did, or like for instance, like the Jace character. I wish I love the actor, uh, the guy who did the voice for mm. Jace, because he's in Lucifer. I think he's also in Arrow as Brother Blood. I think he's a really good actor. Um, he was great for the voice of Jace. The, the issue that I had, there's moments in in the film or in the in the series where I wish he showed more emotion. Mm. Where like I felt like he could have went up a level to where it made you feel that pivotal moment because you see in there where he has these pivotal moments where his character grows, 
or like makes these decisions, I feel like there should have been a lot more emotion brought into it. And there just wasn't, it just fell flat a little bit for me. Okay. Um, so I understand the 97s and 98. Yeah. Um, overall though, I think it was a fantastic job. My hat's off to them. Yeah, no, it, uh, it's honestly, you know, we'll, we'll get into, you know, the art style I'm sure and whatnot and just the story overall, but g- give me your initial reactions first off and then I'll give mine. Cause I'm interested to hear what you say say about it because i have talked about it already but you know coming from someone who does play uh league of legends uh very um uh frequently i used to a little bit you know i was dabbling with the mobas league of legends heroes of the storm things like that but i i think i liked heroes of the storm a little bit more because it was just a little bit more streamlined for me but that's you know it is what it is but legends is one of those games where you like it or you don't it's just it is what it is yeah a lot of people love it I think a lot of people do play. I think it's one of the most played games in the world. Um, they did a fantastic job on how they released it in the sense of like how they listened to the community and made those changes. Then they did a fantastic job of setting up um, what you would call like the pro scene um, and having like a professional series for America, which is something that hadn't been done efficiently or effectively. I felt um, you had CSGO, but that was more European tournaments. And there was a lot more European teams where league did, Hey, this is North American based. Here's North American teams. You have Europe. Here's your European teams. They play in their own league, China. You have your own league, Korea. You have your own league. And then you have the lesser regions and they had their own little league. Um, and they've grown and they've done a lot different, but, um, setting that all up, it helps get people more involved into the game, more like relatable. Like you could be like, Oh, well, I suck at the game. I'm bronze. Right, like I'm iron. I suck at the game, but I can watch these professionals play on the weekends and have a good time. Yeah, and so um, I thought that they did a fantastic job of setting that up. Um, the show itself, when it got released, we were all hyped. Me and all my friends who watch or who play the game um, on a regular basis, we were super, really excited about it. Um, one of my brothers is up to episode eight. He has Oof. six kids, and so he has to watch it like. He's watching it with like his oldest ones because the youngest ones, I think it's a little scary for him. Mm. But the oldest ones that are like in high school and middle school, they love it. They absolutely love it. I love it. Um, I think the first three episodes, I really liked how they did that. Like they broke it up in three episode segments and it was like different time areas with the biggest leap being from the first to the second, just because you're having to set the backdrop in the first one, um, showing how Jinx becomes Jinx. Her name's Powder turns into jinx um then you have vi or violet that turns into vi um an homage to vander which most people don't know who vander is because he's not in the game let's take a quick break did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear how can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients can we be healed with sound Sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives. In the podcast audio branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com. I have... Okay, we'll, we'll definitely talk about because there is something I wanted to bring up, but I'm not sure. So, like, who are you? Who are you thinking that he is in the game? It's that it's this wolf character. Warwick? Yeah, he's not Warwick. 
Oh, he's not Warwick. He's not Warwick. There's no okay. way that he can be Warwick. There's there's images of Warwick. Warwick's connected to Vi and um, Jinx in the game, right? Uh, Warwick is connected to them because he's from Zaun. So everyone who's from Zaun is usually connected some way or somehow. Because Zaun's a very close-knit kind of group of people because they were underclass that were oppressed by Piltover to a certain extent. Basically, they were the cast-offs. Um, Warwick is someone who was created by uh, Singed. Singed is the scientist mm. in the, in the show. You'll see him from the very beginning to the very end. He's in the show. Um, he's, the, he's Victor's friend that does the mutation mm. that's singed. Yeah. Okay. 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 Um, which is crazy because like you're trying to figure out all these characters from when we played the game. Yeah. Like, okay. We're like all looking, but there's, there's like homage, there are homages to different characters in the game. Like when Vander goes into that old shop in the beginning, there's a mask that has like a blood moon mask. There's a couple of different masks in there that are relatable to skins in, in League of Legends, mm. as well as like over the door, there's a helmet. That helmet is the exact helmet that Trindamere uses. That has. And he is, if I'm not mistaken, I want to say he is from uh Noxus. I could be wrong, but I think he's from Noxus. Okay. Um, so it's interesting to see that. Then you have Timo. Everyone loves and or hates Timo. Um, he's a cute, cuddly little <laughs> yordle that throws poison darts at you and blinds you. And he's just really annoying. And watch out. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he's, he's referenced a couple of times in there. Um, it's just crazy to think like you have to figure out who's who. And so um, just trying to figure out who's like, who's Oriana's father, because we want to see an homage to Oriana who's from Zahn, um, or And she's basically, it was, it was relating like, the theory that I saw is that Singed lost a daughter, supposedly. And so they think that he might have created Oriana. Mm. So you're the, more of like an adaptation of? No, because that's her part of her lore. Oh, okay, is that okay. she's the She was created by someone who had lost a daughter. So they're trying to draw connections to that. So oh, no, I see. I see. I there's see. a lot of ways they can go with it, regardless if they do it or not. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see if they do it. Um, but no, Warwick was created by Singed. So he was created by there. But they have him already when they show him at one point, they have it looks like you can see his claws oh, and his mouth mm. up on the wall. And he's already in the middle of transformation. Okay. In one of the scenes. Um, and so that was because I thought he would have taken Vander and I assumed as much as well. And then there's another scene um in Act Two where I was like, Oh, that might be Warwick with the fireflies. Mm-hmm. Mm. Because the guy had the claws of what Warwick looked yeah. like. Um, and so that was kind of interesting as well. Yeah. That first act was, was kind of crazy. I liked how they, they did a lot of things. Um, one of the cool things is that like the bigger dude, um, that was a kid. Yeah. They got the glasses. Goggles. Those goggles is actually a part of Vi's original skin. Oh, okay. So it was a little homage back to her. Okay. Original skin. Um, because she has those goggles up top. Right, yeah, yeah, I've yeah, I've seen pictures. A few of my friends still play it because I remember when you know when I was you kept asking me if I seen it yet, and oh yeah, you know we've like we've been in the middle of like award season, just doing all this other stuff, you know, just finished our Harry Potter movie series review, which is now up on the podcast for everyone to listen. It's done, <laughs> so eight movies in. But um, so when you had told me because like I didn't, I knew I didn't have to necessarily like play the game to know the characters, but I think the way you explained it was that it's kind of like an origin story for all of the heroes. Yeah, because it's all before League of Legends actually starts. Right. Like, 
nowhere in this, like they're just now getting to the point to where Vi gets her gloves and then Jace gets his hammer, which he's known for. Yeah. Right. Um, Jinx becomes Jinx in this, in this series. And then Echo, he hasn't became Echo yet. Like he's Echo, but he hasn't gotten like his, where his abilities are mm. and what he can do because he can basically with his ultimate, he can go back six seconds. Mm, okay. Makes um, sense. <laughs> and so, which with a clock and everything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the clock. Um, so good. Um, Such a good scene. <laughs> but I was, I was a big fan of it. Um, I thought they did a great job with creating the villain and setting up uh Saligo as someone that you could relate to. Is he a, is he a league of legends character? Not that I can tell. For, I, I um, thought that he might be Jin, but he's not Jin. He's uh, not Jin. He's not Jin. And the, the only reason I thought he might be Jin is because of the eye. Mm. Um, I don't know. And the thing, same thing with Vander. I think they're just two side characters that really create the foundation for the, for the, all these other characters that are very pivotal. Okay. Cause like you can look at, at like at Saligo and Saligo like, you were always perfect jinx because you were always who you, who I needed you to be. And that's just yourself. And yeah. And of, of course for everyone out there listening, clearly, Oh, sorry. That was the wrong one. I am all over my rocker today. All this is spoilers. So it's been literally a month as of this being dropped that it's been out. So definitely go watch it. Um, but yeah, I, I had to agree with you, man. It's, it, it just, it just it blew, it blew me away. It really, really did. It's, you know, it was split up in the three acts and I was, I watched the first episode before act two came out and then I got busy with other things. And then before I knew it, you know, act two, then act three came out, but I wanted to, um, I wanted to watch it as if they were just being dropped, you know, like week to week kind of thing. So I wanted to watch one, two and three, then take maybe like a day break or something, marinate what I just watched and then go to act two and then do act three for the same thing. And that's pretty much what I did because I feel like for this story, and especially for binging nowadays, and a lot of studios are kind of moving away from, well, besides Netflix, because uh, they're uh, and Hulu does it as well, but mainly Netflix is part of their motto. But I think this was a really nice test run, especially for things like Stranger Things, because like when you're binging something, especially this good, like with the, like the stone, the, not the stone, excuse me, the tone of the style, you know, all the parallels in this show, it's crazy so many foils it's insane but i like how they're giving you bites at a time instead of just you trying to oh well, like i gotta rush and you know finish up this show so i can talk about it with my friends and like it keeps the conversation going for a while so it i i really did enjoy that and like you said um i don't know if i necessarily have like a favorite episode um we'll definitely get to that but it's those first three episodes like you said it really just sets it's it's great world building. Like yeah. it's because like it's introducing all these characters in this world that is completely foreign to what we know. Yeah. Um the it, it it's really funny because they show one of the oldest characters in the entire series in the very first scene, or one of the very first scenes with the guy who saves Jace. The guy who saves Jace is Victor. No. Wait. Um, he teleports him using the, uh, Oh the yeah, that's right. I almost forgot. No about one knows who it is. Well, if you didn't, if you don't play the game or if you don't know, his name's rise. He's, he's, he's just a, a warlock. Okay. Um, and he uses arcane and he uses scrolls and stuff like that. So, um, it's really interesting just from that perspective, just seeing that from the very beginning, we were like, J- rise is one of my favorite characters. I've played him for a long time. I'm really good at him when we were playing threes back when they had like the threes map, but they yeah. took that away. 
unfortunately, but that was like my go-to champion because he was just, I could farm till late and then just carry. But that, that character, he has a really cool background and just like, we're just going to show you an image of him. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) And then we're going to go back into another story. Um, But I thought they did a fantastic job with like dropping hints and then like making the people who were fans of league question everything like is that is that that mm, is that this because yeah. we're looking for the easter eggs right like, right yeah yeah we're, yeah we're looking for like they're like how does does vander like because we were asking ourselves we're like is vander one of the characters is he dr mendo because he's big oh okay so mendo? so there were some characters you didn't know turn okay so we don't like you didn't know like there's a lot of characters that you don't know. did you know powder was a jinx yes okay you knew that because you knew jinx and virus sisters Okay, I got you. Uh, so that, that was part of their lore. The, yeah, yeah, part uh, of the, Okay, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, is like they haven't introduced Blitzcrank. They haven't introduced all these other people who are from Zon or Piltover. They just show them up. Like basically, like it's interesting because you see, I'm trying to think of her name, um, the love interest of, of Jace. Oh, the, um, hold on. Mel, I'm I think is her name Mel. She's not a character in League. Oh, she's not. She's not a character in League. No, Mel's not a character in League. But it made like you're you're thinking that she might be. Or That's might, I thought everyone or she might be related to a character. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, so like we were looking at it, we're like, I wonder, I wonder if she's this person, or when her mom got introduced, you were like, yeah, maybe she's the sister of this character or the brother or sister of this character. But you don't really know. So it's kind of interesting. Like they leave a lot of things unknown. Where from like a fan perspective of the game, you're like hitting your head against the wall trying to figure these things out. Yeah. And then you have, I think there was a guy on YouTube, um, my little nephew, he was talking about him as being the guy who knows all everything, all the lore of League of Legends. Like he knows all of it. Um, and he reviewed the reviewed it and he said it was spot on. Okay. And wow. He, he said that it was fantastic. And um granted, like like I said earlier, like a lot of the lore that's out there is very loose. It's very short. It's not like in depth. Right. So I was going to ask you about You that. have a lot of things to build off of mm. um, and create with this stuff. Like some of the, like the storyline for, for Vi and Jinx is, I don't think it was truly told before the show. No. Like you mm-hmm. had bits, like you knew they were sisters. You just didn't know what happened. Yeah. There's parents dead. That's all yeah. you really knew. Yeah. From the, uh, you knew they were officers. both from Zon, but that was it. Yeah. Um, but like, it's just different. I don't know. Like it's, it's really funny. Like, because in the game, if you have, I want to say Caitlin on one side and Jinx on the other in the game, then there's like a little achievement you can get in the game (laughs) because it's like the same thing with like, um, because Caitlin's always looking for Jinx to arrest her in the game. Kha'Zix and Rengar are always going at each other. Okay. Um, and so there's like a little, there's yeah, like a little a, back and forth, well, kind of like in, forth. in Overwatch, they kind of do it yeah. there. But yeah, I, I, I think that's interesting. I, I, I didn't know that, like, you know, coming from someone who, again, I haven't played League of Legends forever. I can't even remember who I used to play as. Like I would play casually throughout college. Like, yeah. you know, if we had nothing really to do with a few of my uh, fraternity brothers. So it was, you know, it, there was that, but see, I didn't know that there were, you know, Either just characters who no one knows, even, you know, hardcore league fans. Like, I really like how they're trying to, it's new, it's a new experience for everyone. Yeah, it is. And and the cool thing is, is that it doesn't matter where you're, what background you have. If you have any relation to the game, you can watch that series. Like, because like my brothers, 
um, wife never play the game. Doesn't even watch her kids play. She's taking care of the other kids. She doesn't have time to sit down and watch them. <laughs> the two <laughs> oldest ones battle it out. Um, but she enjoys it thoroughly. She loved it because they did a really good job of setting the characters up, showing a background. Um, I think they did really good voice acting. It was crazy good animation. Um, yeah. What I, was really cool about the animation was even people who like my brother never watched anything. He doesn't watch TV shows at all. Like for him to sit down to watch something, it's just like, he just doesn't, he hates, he hates sitting down and watching TV. I don't get it because he can sit down for hours and play, uh, um, Hearthstone or mm-hmm. Runes of Runeterra. Yeah. Like these card based games on an iPad, but he can't just sit there and watch a television show. <laughs> um, and so he can sit down and watch this show and he's just completely engaged. Wow. Because he just loves it because he's played the game yeah. and, and it helps him relate to the game that we've played. That's cool. Yeah. I, I do like that. And, you know, we've, I think we we're de- definitely like scratching the surface when it comes to, I mean, just, you know, you, you see a lot of video game, you know, movie TV adaptations more so on the movie side, but I think they're definitely starting to get into that with TV. Like we're getting the last of us show uh, dropping. I think it's next year. Probably towards like the latter half of next year, because I know that they're uh, filming now uh, somewhere in Canada, I believe. But um, it's it's really interesting that I it's the the story like like you say even with the animation this kind of animation I've never seen before. Yeah, I think it was made if I'm not mistaken, it was made by some kind of French animation company. I mean, I, I'm a big sucker for animation, and I feel like I was worried like you know as I was watching, especially episodes one through three. That like I was surprised as many people were watching it because it's like a lot of people when it comes to animation they kind of just turn the other way yeah which really sucks because uh, earlier this year we had uh, Invincible that was on it's on Amazon Prime Video um, it's based off of like a comic uh, it's not Marvel or DC it's its own thing but like I loved it it's amazing like we don't get like a lot of good like animated TV shows anymore we, it's it's very rare. When we do. And I think the stigma behind animation shows, like um, the cool thing about League of Legends is you have a wide variety of people who play it. It's not just like with World of Warcraft, you have that same, like you have like Henry Cavill um, who plays it. You have like these famous people. Well, you have the same thing kind of with League of Legends with like Imagine Dragons. Like back in, I think it was season four, they wrote one of the, like one of the main songs for League of Legends. Oh, did they? I did not know that. Yeah. And like, they had a whole thing with like, at the time, Bjergsen, who's a professional player was on TSM. Now he's on team liquid as of this year. Thanks a lot, Bjergsen for leaving us. Um, but he, he like sat down with the Imagine Dragons people and was like help coaching them in like this little video kind of like, did you just, see the music video for um oh, yeah, for Enemy? Yeah. Well, uh, they're in the in the Yeah, thing, yeah. which is cool because yeah. they wrote a song before that. Oh, they uh, did. Okay, so yeah. they did not wa- uh, re- well, excuse me, write it for the sake of League of Legends. Well, they did. Okay. But they they wrote a song before that for the sake of League of Legends. And oh. they were the head opener for like season 4 for Worlds. Uh, because Worlds is like this massive event where you have the top 2 teams, top 3 teams really from each region are supposed to be the top 3 teams. Um, NA is always a question, <laughs> but um, you have the top, technically the top three teams and they all battle it out and then you get crowned the world champion. Um, and it goes, worlds goes from like Europe, China, Korea, America. And they do like, they just go in circles of who's hosting it. One year was in Brazil. Um, it's just, it's really cool. Cool thing that they do. Um, 
I'm trying to think of the song that League of Legends created. Or not League of Legends, but uh, Imagine Dragons. I'm trying to look that up real quick. Oh, the, the other song that they did? Okay. Yeah, because when I was watching, like, I I knew, like, as soon as I heard, um, you know, like, the intro for Arcane, I was like, that sounds like Imagine Dragons. And I really don't listen to them all that much, but they're, the lead singer has a very distinct voice. Very unique. And I was like, that has to be Imagine Dragons. And then I saw, you know, for uh, Enemy, uh, the song that they made, the um, it's... I really like how, you know, they incorporated like the music video actually is, you know, arcane League of Legends. You know, you have Powder, you have Echo and it's the their their whole dynamic, which I'm sure we'll dive into in a bit because I would love to. I, I, I have some thoughts I actually talked about on my friend's uh, YouTube channel, Suit Up Geeks podcast when we did it. But um, yeah, it was it was crazy. I'm still looking for this one. I don't know. Oh, no, it's it's it. fine. Yeah. I mean, I wish I could play the music Warriors. on the pot. Warriors. Okay. Yeah. So they were at Warriors, which is a huge, it was one of the, like, this is like when League of Legends first started getting into making their own music. Um, because like the music that they've used previously at times were just like from random artists. Mm. Like one of the most famous, I think if you watch any professional series of, of League of Legends, the most famous one that everyone talks about. Is they call it, oh, we're getting to game five, Silver Scrapes. Silver Scrapes was just like this melodical song that was, I think it's season three, world championship, something busted on the soundboard. And so it literally just played Silver Scrapes over and over again for like five or six hours. <laughs> and it's a good song. Yeah. It's a, it's a great song. Um, but it was just hilarious. It became a meme. And so now they only play Silver Scrapes. If it gets to game five. Nice. Okay. okay. So it's like, it was really cool. And it made this one guy who wasn't famous at all with his, with his like music and stuff become skyrocketing and became super famous for it because it, they, it got stuck in it's such a catchy song and it played for five yeah. hours. <laughs> and so from then, then they, they branched out, brought in, um, I can't think of it. Imagine dragons for warriors, which was like a theme for worlds at one point. And then they were like, okay, that was really successful. Let's do another one. And then they started bringing in their own artists and creating their own like yeah had, like KDA and then you had your KDA skins and you just started doing a lot of good. That's cool. Yeah, I like I like how Riot Games. You know, they're very um it's 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 diverse. I, yeah. I really do like it. And um you know even just the uh, the music video itself for for enemies. It's you know it's just Powder sitting at the last drop and her just being depressed. And like I I really want to talk uh, touch on just the relationship and like especially what happens. In episode three, because like that really broke me. It it sucks. It's, I was like, you you have you have powder and vi. You know the dynamic there. Vander was more a mentor to Vi, and then Vi was kind of like you know the bypass mentor to the rest of their their ragtag group. Because I mean, you know, Vander cared about them, but I don't. I powder was obviously more uh, gravitated more towards Soko because of what happened. And, you know, well, I think then it's a weird perspective, right? Yeah. Like, because when you look at it, like Powder had no idea who Silco was. No, not at all. In reality, she had no idea who he was. Um, and if she did, she knew very little about him. Mm -hmm. um, Vander was the only person she really knew. Yeah. As a father figure. Oh, yeah, for and sure. I think he became a father figure. And I think it's kind of shown and kind of alluded to um, specifically in the first episode when it kind of shows them two holding each other and on the bridge. Yeah. And he's there and he realizes her, their parents had died because he knew their parents, I'm assuming. 
but it's never really explained. Mm. But he takes them in as his like theoretical children. Yeah. Those two specifically. Right. Because he's like, he, he keeps telling Vi that you are in charge of powder. You have to look after powder. Right. Powder is your responsibility. Um, that they're all her responsibility because they all look up to her as a leader because she is a leader and she has those leader attributes. Um, and I think that's, it builds up a lot of a really cool relationship dynamic to where you have like the one guy who's always blaming powder for stuff. Like, why yeah. is she here? Why I'm is this blanking on his name? But he, he kind of looks like a ferret. Yeah. He's really <laughs> annoying. I didn't like the character. I like that they had him in there. Yeah. But he's the character that you're like, you need him because you need someone you don't like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's it. Um, because you like, you like Silco. I like Silco. Yeah. I, think, I liked him. Especially, I think in the second act when uh, he's playing with the sheriff's daughter. Yeah. It, <laughs> it just shows like the psychopath that he is. Like, I love that. Like, I love a good bad guy. So Silco is not a uh, league of well, people will try to make links to him. There is no proof. Right. Has not come out and said anything. Okay. Same thing with Vander. That's okay. the beauty of it. It's like, we're not going to tell you. That's awesome. <laughs> make your own decisions. Like that was the whole thing. Like um, I think the cool thing about game of Thrones that we, everyone loved because like I hated game of Thrones when I first saw it. Cause it's like the first episode I watch in the very first episode you have incest and then they push the boy out the window. Right. Like it, it's like, it's literally book like B for B in the book. Yeah. It's a hundred percent. I read the first book. It's literally line by line. Yeah. Like it's the crazy. words, everything. Yeah. It's exactly the same. And I'm looking at it and I watched it and I, and I'm a moral person. I'm like, dude, this is morally wrong. And this is just morally messed up. A friend of mine, when I was in college, was like, you gotta watch it. You gotta get past it. I was like, I gotta get past what? And so like, I ended up watching it because my brother was like, you gotta get past it. You gotta watch it. I was like, all right, I'll watch it with you guys. So I'll watch it. And then dun, dun, dun. Seven, eight seasons later. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, like you get into it because you get into these characters and they kill them off and you're like, there's got to be a good ending. There's it's it's a big a fandom. Ending. Like it, it still is. is, you know, regardless of regardless what of like season. how it ended. Yeah. Like everyone's still up until season eight. Everyone loved it. It was best show ever. But what it was so good about it was that they built these characters. They had relatable things. You wanted to see these people succeed and you wanted to see them grow into these, these things. Right. And you got to the point to where, okay, I'm going to mess up his name. Is it J.R.R. Martin? George R.R. Martin. George R.R. Martin. Yeah. Um, hadn't finished the books. Still hasn't. Still hasn't. <laughs> and so it went into the writer's hands. Yeah. So they no longer had the blueprint. They had the generalization of what he would want for the characters, right? Yeah. But they ran out of, like, they didn't have the material that they could go back to. Like, because, it's like, I think I read up to, like, the third book. And in the third book, like, you got all, you got past the, the red red wedding you're already at the part where um i got even past the part where Littlefinger kills uh sansa's aunt yeah right aunt and liza to, yeah uh, Aunt Eliza, whatever her name is so that was all in the third book yeah and you're in like season five at this point there's a lot of stuff they left out for there's, sure there's a lot that they do leave they, they could have went a little bit longer but you know for the sake of but overall they thought that the books were yeah yeah but overall it was good yeah like we the fans were fine with it yeah. even the people who read the book were like no this is still good yeah right so it's kind of like they went on their own after that point so they had like a, a like they had something that they could base off of and then they got to kind of do their own thing mm. and, and you can see towards the end they, they flopped a little bit where with arcane they only had very little and then they were able to create things and so they can create these dynamics that you don't see 
or that weren't ever possible because or weren't ever thought of because it's it's a MOBA game. Like who's gonna yeah. And and at this point, for George R. R. Martin to finish the books, it's pointless. Because every fan out there has already guessed the ending. That and they're kind of just done waiting. Yeah, they're done waiting. And you have all these different theory crafts. So if he chooses something, they're gonna be linked. Oh, I thought of that back then, blah, 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 blah. And that's what's gonna happen. Where here it's like they want that to happen. They know people are going to do it. They want that to happen because they already know their story. It's their story. You don't know their story. And so they want you to guess because it draws you in because that's what was happening then. Like with us watching Game of Thrones, after you got past season five, you were drawn even more because you're like, they don't have something to reference. They're creating season something new. Six was one of my favorite seasons of Game of Thrones. Yeah. And it was fantastic. Yeah. Even season seven was good. Yeah. Even though it was a little bit of a lull. It was shorter, yeah, too. It, well, it was a little bit shorter, but it was the, it was there was a lull to it, yeah, because it was just building. Mm. But it was so good. It was Even good. the building was so good. You were just like people were waiting for season eight. I took, I got a ticket. Season seven came out. Mm. I drove to Cookville and back home because I had to work the next morning. So I drove to Cookville on Sunday. Sunday, watched the episode at like ten o'clock at night with all my roommates from college, and then drove back home that night. Got a t- speeding ticket. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? It was worth it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. It was worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Because the show was that good. Yeah. I think Arcane's going to have that. I think so, too. I think it already has that at just the first season. Yeah. And, and they've been confirmed for season two, which is good. I, I hope they take their time with it. Much like, um, I'm not sure if you saw, but uh, Spider, uh, Spider-Verse, the second one, we got a teaser trailer. And it's it's been about four or five years since we've gotten that one. And honestly, like I don't want another season of arcane right away. I want them to take their time with it. I want it to be at least a year. It, it, yeah. It, but, yeah. but not too long. Right. Like, right. Because, like I'm hungry for it. Like stranger things, like stranger things three came out two years ago. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not a big stranger things. I am. It's not my, not I'm saying like out of like Netflix makes a lot of duds when it comes to TV shows, especially yeah. movies. But out of everything I've watched on Netflix, this is my favorite series so far. Like, like 100%. Like, I mean, even, you know, what in going back with, with like episode three, the big turning part, you know, powder essentially turning to the dark side. It's, I don't know. And is she I, really I, turned to the dark side or is it just her craziness? Because I think she's crazy. Her, yeah. Because, she's schizophrenic as well, which I've noticed. Which and, she is. Like, yeah. Right. Because of the trauma that she, that she sees that really, and, and you know that her. in the game, in the game, you know it. Oh, you do. Okay. Because, because she talks crazy in the game. It's funny. It's, yeah. it's cute. It's kind of like, kind of like Harley Quinn, but very much like, it's like, it's like a parallel to Harley Quinn. Okay. So, so like fans of like DC comics, like myself, I loved Jinx as a character. I thought she was great. And she's a hyper carry in the game, which means like, basically you get her fed, she'll carry your game because of her abilities and, like her, like she's just she's put in a good position to to carry games towards late game. But she's she's a funny character. Yeah, uh, she's got names for her guns that she talks to. She talks to herself in the game because each character has their own like little monologues and whatnot, and hers are hilarious. Mm. So you know she's a little off her rocker, and then this just kind of gives her more of a relatable like okay she's schizophrenic like because of the trauma that she went through, or she's she's like seeing people who are not there. And she's talking to them on a constant basis. So that's like, obviously she has a mental disability to a certain Do you degree. think that was because of, well, obviously now speaking from the game, like I guess from the show wise, you think it is because of 
the trauma then or because, you know, we throughout when when they were kids, you know, she always has this self-doubt, right? Yeah. She's continuously having this self-doubt and you and people can relate to that, right? Like in your mm. world, real world, you can relate to the self-doubt. I have self-doubt a lot of times, but then her self-doubt is, feels like it's been fulfilled as being like, even though she has the self-doubt, Vi never self-doubted, never doubted her. Right. Right. Like Vi was always that person who always was her, was her, her cornerstone. Kept yeah. her up. And then she has that moment where her cornerstone no longer is her cornerstone is calling her a jinx. And all those outside things that she's been able to keep out because of Vi, she can no longer keep out because Vi told her the one thing that she shouldn't have said. Yeah. The one person that she looked to for validation. And and then in that moment, she breaks. Her psyche breaks. And it makes sense. Yeah. Because you see that today. Like, and it's even worse because Vi is gone after that point. Yeah. From her life. Yeah. Right? Like, I have a brother who's adopted. He feels different because he was adopted. No matter what. No matter how much we love him. No matter. We're like, hey, you're a part of the family. What are you talking about? You feel different. Like, since day one, you've never been treated any differently. Mm. But there's a sense of abandonment there. And that's something that's very true with all adopted children. And adoption is looked as like this high and mighty thing, but you're taking a kid from their mother. Yeah. And or it, if their parents, yeah, depending on, depending yeah. on how it is, regardless, regardless of if, if you're doing a righteous thing or not, mm-hmm. right. Um, that kid being taken from their mother, biological mother, there's a trauma right then and there. Yeah. And you have that with Vian and with Jinx because their parents die. And then it happens again with Vander, with Vander, then happens again. Yeah. With Vi, so so much that just builds up on it. So you see it, you realize it. You're like, man, I feel for you. I was like, Powder's gonna come in here and save the day. She's gonna, you know, she's making her trinkets, her bombs, and then and those bombs. The funny thing is, like, she throws them right now. Mm. And she like chaps them on. Her ability is called choppers in the game. She throws out three of them, and they sit in a in a straight line, and they can <laughs> walk in them, and they trap you. That's yeah, it. that's it. But in the in the show, they're a little bit different, and I love them. They're hilarious. Yeah. And you're assuming, oh, she put in the crystal. She knows what she's doing. She's gonna, she's genius. She's gonna, she's gonna save the day. And then she technically does. Like, if you look at it, yeah, you really think Vander's getting out of there? Objectively, she did. She, you know, she set out what she wanted to do. Wanted to do, and but it came with a consequence. But regardless of that consequence, let's say she didn't do anything. Let's just say that she didn't do that, and she didn't show up. Vander's dead. Those two kids are dead. Vi's, Vi's dead. dead. They're yeah. all dead. Like, hands down, Vi can't see that. And that's the thing. Like, people don't see that in, their, in today's world. Like, if they just see what happened and then, well, they're responsible for that consequence. And in that moment, Vi real, has that realization of she's responsible. Why did you do this? You killed him. There was obviously an alternative when in reality there wasn't. Yeah. And then later on, she realizes she made a mistake. Yeah. It's like what powder have been better off because you know during you know when she goes when Vi goes to rescue Vander it's 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 like that Anakin Skywalker thing you know uh, uh, Mace Wendy's like stay here while we you know go arrest the Emperor Vi is saying hey like Powder I need you to stay here because like even though it is in the back of Vi's mind like yeah she does mess up but you know Powder is my responsibility and then you know if if Powder would have stayed she would have lost even more like, yeah. like you said, because like everyone Vi, would have been dead. Vi would have done something stupid because she's not, she doesn't use her brain. No. 
she's very hot headed, right? Like she's not mature enough at this point in her life to, to realize when she's outmatched and she's going to continue to go at you until she's knocked out. Yeah. And then you have the two older kids. They're going to follow Vi to the ends of the earth. And so Vi then powder shows up, does what she does. And Vi blames her for all the deaths and she blames herself for the deaths, which is one of the things which is really cool with the show is like, this is like real world stuff. And, and the thing is, is it's super relatable. Like even if it's not exact, exact science or exact like representation of what's going on in your life, the action relate to it in all facets. And so that's what really draws people in. I feel like is that it's a very relatable show. It's regardless of like, if you like anime or not, you're going to like the show. The animation is amazing. It's not like other animes. And I think animes have a negative connotation because of the neck beards that you see that like the full body pillows, the mm. friend, the fan service. You yeah. Know what I'm talking about yeah, yeah, yeah. all that stuff is always floating around with anime. It's always talked about. Um, I never watched anime because I was like, I'm not a dweeb. I'm not a weeb. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a dweeb. And then, and so I didn't like the only animation that I ever watched growing up was cartoon animation or like what you would consider real anime. And that would be Dragon Ball Z. And that's not even considered by real anime people who love anime. They don't consider Dragon Ball Z as. Yeah. And that's Japanese anime. And it's like, yeah, everyone has like, when it comes to the term anime, some people, when they say anime, they mean Japanese anime. Nowadays I say Japanese anime or. You know, there's this big notion of like, is Avatar less? Better considered anime. I'm like, old well, anime is short for animation, so it's just a little bit. Different. It's not Japanese it anime. Yeah, it's not like the the Attack on Titans. No, or the, I can't think of the um, uh, Gurren Lagann or My Hero Academia. Yeah. yeah, great, great movie by the way. That was, is it? Uh, is it Seven Day or Night Day by Night? Uh, uh, Fate Day. Fate Day yes. Night. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Oh yeah, animation that is beautiful as well. But like, I've never seen anything like the animation in arcane like the 3d and the 2d mixing together and like when they're breathing it really feels like it's a real body they're breathing yeah even though it's animated it feels like okay they it feels like you're watching um what's the word for it cgi almost almost yeah to a certain extent it kind of feels like okay this is like thanos you know what i'm saying like he's breathed she's breathing she looked- even though it's it's more actual animation style mm. versus the cgi it had those relatable like body movements that never been captured before. I think. In oh animation. yeah. Especially when, uh, you know, after, you know, crap hits the fan with, with powder and her, you know, <laughs> her death monkey or, or, you know, with the crystal, the arcane crystal, you know, yeah. when, when Violet like grabs her by like the cheeks and like you can see, you can you can feel and you can see the that, raw emotion. That's the emotion I'm talking the about. The tears. When I, when I told you everything. about Jace. Yeah. When I told you about Jace, that was the emotion. Like you you were in that moment. And yeah. I think Jace has those moments. Like when the kid dies and he realizes due to his his creation. Yeah. Like he has that moment and you're like, I'm wanting that actor to really voice that emotion coming through. And it just fell flat for me at those points for mm. him. So that's the only drawback I had to the show was like the other outside characters other than by, and I think um, Jinx yeah, uh, having that raw emotion. It just didn't feel as raw with the other. It felt that with, with Victor, you felt that Victor that. and Silco, honestly. Oh yeah. Silco. Yeah. You had, you, you could real like, you, you can relate, feel the emotion mm. where it felt like gave you goosebumps. Yeah. Where Jace was more of like dry. 
to a certain extent, he was dry. I, I, I would agree with that. Um, because he was like, he, he has like this in his mind. I, I, I relate to Jace a lot to a certain extent because of like, he has morals, he has standards. He's not willing to cross the line, but he wants to use this stuff because he knows he can use it to better the world. And to help for, for Victor's life as well. Yeah, like, but that's the whole point. He's like yeah. for betterment of people. He's not yeah. doing it for selfishness. It no. was never selfishness for him. And I like how they did that in the show. It wasn't just him, like a rise of power and like, oh, you know, he just like disregards Victor. Like it wasn't that, like he knew Victor was there after when Victor gets sick. But, you know, Victor's always had health issues when he was a kid. And you start, you know, you you see Jason's humanity still. You it's do. not just lost. It's not. It's just there's moments where it's like at this peak and he needs to just get it to that next level. And if he does it, it just knocks it out of the park. And it's just like, you didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because like the show itself, I give it a 10 out of 10 regardless of, of that. Even that fact. Oh, like, for sure. Even if you have to knock it for that, then it's like, come on. Like, it's, come on. it's such a small little nitpick. And yeah. like, you're always going to have small little nitpicks. Like even between, I thought the pacing was amazing. Like if, like even just the, the season finale, you know, when, after, you know, there's the two seats with Jinx and Powder and just everything with Caitlyn and then that whole dynamic between you know, the underground, like this big war is coming between the underground and Piltover. And um, it's it's more of after. Um, so after Jinx accidentally kills Soko, it was more of like, you know, Jinx was still wrestling with it because, you know, Violet came back and she's like, I'm not going to abandon you again. But with everything that happened, you know, she kind of just like snap snaps. And after Silco dies, when Silco's last words to her, when she said, you know, you're perfect, you know, that's like a daughter figure to him. Like this entire time. They remind me of Dune. Yeah. There's a scene in Dune when Timothy Ch- uh, Chalamet yeah. uh, says, what if I can't live up to be the king? Yeah. Like, like I don't want to be you. And then his dad looks at me and says, you've been everything you need to be by be, just being myself, which is perfect. It's like when that, when he said that, it was just like in the moment I was just like, oh my God. So <laughs> I get goosebumps. Yeah. And, and so like then Silco, this person who's like a horrible, horrible person, when you look at it and like the things that he's done, right. And you realize he's done all of it for, for, for jinx. Yeah. In reality. Cause she like just latches onto him after, after Viley. She's and, and like, he, and that's the thing. Like they both were traumatized people because yeah, with his story, Vander betrayed him. It was his brother almost basically mm. they said. And like he, Vander tried to kill him. Right. And like stabbed him or was drowning him. In yeah. Drowning. Him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the only way he got out was cause he stabbed him. I want to know how he got in that red eye. I th- I don't know. I, I can't remember. I want to say said. it's probably from the pollutions from when he was being drowned. Probably, yeah. And it being somewhat damaged beforehand, mm. probably due to the to the to, because I think the whole thing was Zon revolted against Piltover. They had this massive fight. I'm assuming his eye got somewhat damaged, and then when he was being drowned, there's the water kind of made it worse. So probably did made it worse, right? But you have that to where he relates to Jinx because Vander was that for him, yeah. And so well, that's what that's the, the cool part about it is there's just so many layers. Yeah. And like, like I said, there's a lot of foils between, you know, Vi and Caitlin, Vi and Powder, the underground and Piltover. And even with Heimerdinger, like kind of they, they did Heimerdinger dirty. I'm like, going to kick him off the council. But it, it makes well, sense. No, no, no. It's perfectly fine. I'm fine with it. Yeah. Like, like he's how been like being, being treated. It's yeah. like, okay. So he's like the, 
an altruistic person, he I think he went about things the wrong way, even though he might have had the right idea. Yeah, I he, think it was just due to his past and what he's seen out of everyone it, it else. Is. And like he knew that like this, like the path that they're going down leads to this. And he knows that. But instead of trying to like, okay, well, we can still do it. And let's just put safeguards out to protect mm-hmm. us. He just says, nope. And yeah. having that nope. He doesn't give a re- He's just like, nope, magic is too dangerous. Yeah. He's like, I've seen it. Don't want and, any more part and of it. the funny thing is, is we see that today in yeah. our own politics, right? Like in the politics today, you have that to where you have people who are on the left and have people on the right. And the right people can't see the same thing as the people on the left. And then you have those people who are in the middle who are like, I can understand both ways. Like, I, I see what you guys are saying to be true. I see what you're saying to be true. Let's bridge the gap. And so it's like compromise, compromise. And people aren't willing to compromise. Right. Yeah. But, and the politics in the show is fantastic. But going back to like what after, you know, Silco says to uh, Jinx that she's perfect, that kind of like validates all everything she's done up to that point. And that's when she goes like, she was already haywire. Like I love like the reintroduction to her, like an act two, because it's like, oh man, like Jinx is here. But it's like she really just goes over the edge. And that's when she sends that giant bazooka, you know, towards like that was the kind of like, oh, everything I've been doing is okay. I don't need to change. I don't need to go back to being powder anymore. I am Jinx. Because Vi's always wanting her to be powder. Yeah. And that's what she's battling. She's battling between powder and jeans. That's what she's always been battling for. And so she's battling between these two. Violet wants her, Vi wants her to be powder. Silco wants her to be jinx. Jinx is who she is. Yeah. It's the embodiment of who she is because she was raised by Silco because Vi abandoned her and Vi just feels responsible. Yeah. It's and so she's trying to save her, but there's nothing to be saved at this point. Yeah, that, yeah, and, and even Echo keeps saying, you know, like she's gone. Like she's don't, not the same person yeah. that you knew. Like, no, not, not at all. And even though she shows glimpses of it, yeah, she gets she pulled back in. Understand? Yeah, it's it's so it's it it's it's brilliant. Honestly, it's it's kind of like the identity identity like crisis. I guess you say identity crisis because I guess you can say like. Darth Vader kind of had the same thing between Anakin and him becoming Darth Vader. It's like yeah, a, like that that struggle of figuring out who you are trying to be versus who everyone else wants you to be. Yeah, and what your goal is because his goal there was simply just to save Padme. He didn't want her to die. Yeah, and so he was willing to cross lines to have that happen because his mother already died. Yeah, right. And so Jinx is trying to figure out: Do I do this? Do I do that? Do I do this? Do I do that? And yeah so fantastic fantastic <laughs> fan fancy yeah it uh so i guess w- really quick before I, we wow we've been talking for about an hour uh we'll get out of here in a second but i wanted to ask you um do you have like any predictions for like season two or like what was like your what was your favorite scene overall because i i have two but i wanted to pass it over to you so i wasn't sure if you had a i think one of my favorite scenes i think i said it earlier i might not have it's it's when silco is playing with the sheriff's daughter that was creepy it, it's it's super no creepy. like but it's good that's but what i mean yeah it shows like how evil this man is really like his nature he's willing he has what he wants and it's going to happen how he wants it because he has the power to do it and kingpin <laughs> and then i think I don't know. I would have to say the scene between him and Jace when Jace finally comes to him to try to make the the agreement. The agreement. Yeah. And Silco's like, 
coming to me. I already won. Yeah. What are you talking about? He's like, I got a jinx. She's on my side. He's like, well, it's not just that. He's like, I've won. Like, you're going to give me what I want anyway. Yeah, because the dirty cop was, you know, saying, oh, like, everything's fine here in the underground. But he, you know, him and his daughter, and he, even him knowing, you know, like, what he's doing is wrong. And, like, he, he couldn't keep up with it, you know. I think Silco is probably my favorite character in the entire series. So which is funny. So good. Because I'm a really good person. But I love the person, right? Like it's just because of like it shows like the ins and outs of what he's willing to do, yeah, and what people aren't willing to compromise, and that's it makes the difference between a good person and a bad person. Yeah, even with Vander, it's like I mean, you can kind of see a little bit of Ned Stark in him. You know, he was yeah. he wasn't always perfect. Neither was Ned, and yeah. you know, like he was virtuous, and that was the whole point. Like, yeah, his whole goal in that first season was that he's trying to keep the underground safe. He's trying to keep them from dying. He's trying to prevent war because he knows what the price of war is because he sees that with Vi and power. Yeah. He's, he's seen that and before. So Even with sudden, the drug, like the purple drug stuff that I forgot. Shimmer. Shimmer. That's right. Yeah. 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 So that's kind of like their, you know, gold down there. It, you know, it, and it wasn't until they just flooded the markets with it. Yeah. Right. It's kind of like, it, it's funny, right? Like, um, I love how shimmer is brought in. And it's treated almost as like an opiate addiction. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it's, you know, it fixes, you know, it can help you in certain ways, but it, it, it like comes it, with a like, price. Like it helped Phi. Yeah. There's a moment where it helps Phi. It's not necessarily a horrible thing. Help Jinx. It helped Jinx. It helps, um, you know, even the guy with the glasses who's kind of, I think Caitlin was looking for, uh, it kind of helped him, but not really. Kind of, yeah. Because he was abusing it. And I was trying to figure out who he was because I thought he might have been one the ferret looking dude. You know, talking about. <laughs> yeah. But it's not. No, it's no, no, no. One of the shopkeepers in the very beginning with yeah. Vander. Yeah. And so, like, he feels responsible because they all let Vander down. Yeah. And he didn't want to talk to Violet. He didn't want to see her at all. He didn't because he was embarrassed. He was ashamed. And even when, when Violet sees him and they lock eyes, you have that moment of, like, yeah, like they see each other. They get it. Like he yeah. understands, and then he just scurries off into the rat. like he's a rat. Yeah, that's what he was, Peter Pettigrew. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, that was the thing. Like the show had so many different. Like, like we could sit here and talk for another hour. Like, <laughs> we could. There's so much depth to the show. It is for nine only nine episodes. Yeah, and it's like if if this isn't like the tightest storytelling I've seen since Avatar: Last Airbender. In my personal opinion, like there's just so much wrapped up in it. That's like, it's just so good. Like, yeah. Storytelling is good. The animation's good. The acting's good. Like the tone of this entire, it's, it's a dark story. And then it, like, it hits all these different things that you're kind of like, you would shy away from doing because it could be controversial. And in, yeah. in this can- cancel culture that we're in, like people could have seen it and been like, no, nah, dude, this is horrible. We're not watching this show because of this stuff. It's, it's making light of these things. It's not making light of any of it. It's, it's just, it's, it's normal. It's yeah. It's, it's, it's real, real world stuff. It's related. I mean, even stuff. in game of Thrones, it's in, there's incest everywhere, you yeah. know? And you know, they, they had like the, um, the, um, the uh, brothels brothels. Yeah. Sorry. Thank you. And you know, it's, I, I know a lot of people who didn't watch it because of that factor. They just, they didn't like seeing that. So they just never finished the show. They said it's too much. And I told yeah. them like, yeah, like during the beginning, I will say there is a lot, but it definitely 
They they definitely get away from that a lot, but then especially within the later seasons. That's because that George R. R. Martin wasn't right in the later seasons. Yeah, because he used to come on each season at least right. I think it was one episode per something. season, something like that. And he always had nudity. He loved it. But if you look at him, like the dude's partying up every night, <laughs> doing drugs, doing whatever he wants. Yeah. I guess George R. R. Martin. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> not dude's, finish. Dude's never going to finish. <laughs> not place. finishing uh, Winds of Winter and GM of Springs. That's what he's not doing. Yeah. There's no spring coming he, when winter comes. Well, he, I saw a thing from IGN and we'll close out here really quick, but uh, he had said that he had begged HBO to go like 10 seasons. I was like, George, you're going to beg HBO to go 10 seasons. And I still don't have Winds of Winter or GM of Spring sitting on my bookshelf. I'm fine with that though. Like I mean, ten seasons, I think would have been perfect. It would have been perfect, but, but I also want to see the books. <laughs> no. Obviously, as a fan of the books, you would want to see the books, but also as a fan of the show, yeah, it felt like it was incomplete. And that's the reason oh, why yeah. I did so bad. Very rushed at the at the end. Yeah, but you know, that's just due to the poor directing. Yeah, this one didn't have that. No, not not at all. I I believe the the showrunners for this um, have have done a great job. It's uh, crazy how Riot keeps a lot of this stuff in house. Yeah, yeah, I like that a lot. Like the, I really, I wish we could. Groups like these mm-hmm. are people who are singing that aren't aren't big famous people. Like it doesn't have to be. They're not famous people who are like singing these songs. A lot of them. They're like like they, the undergrounds. Like for that that first song. Like when we first see the underground, it's called the song's called Playground. I think. Okay. And then, um, they were playing it when you like kind of first see like you know the vibe of the underground. Yeah. And um. For like two seconds, I'm like, is that Billie Eilish? I'm like, no, that's not, I mean, it's not Billie's song. And I look it up and it was like, oh, it was just someone totally, totally different. No yeah. one I like unknown, super unknown. Like, and it, it doesn't have cool to be thing. someone like, big house name like Ed Sheeran or yeah. Ariana Grande. It, it's just, and what's even cooler, right? Is like the biggest people that they have on the, on the thing, right? Would be the actress Haley Seinfeld and then Imagine Dragons, which is massive. Right? Yeah. And Imagine Dragons had just come off their first big album. And they were big fans of the game. So when so they reached out to Riot, or somehow they found out, Riot found out that they play the game mm. all the time. Like when they're on tour, they're still playing the game. That's crazy. Right? Um, and so like, they're like, hey, do you guys mind? And they're like, no, let's do it. Let's write yeah. a contract. Let's do it. Why not? And so like all the other people, they're not big names. Like these artists are not big names. Like you look at them and you're like, I've never even seen something that you've written before. And it's, it's great exposure too. Oh yeah. And these people will have now created careers off of it just because of League of Legends. Yeah. They have their own recording studio, Riot. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, this is a game that we're talking about that had more viewings in the Super Bowl during their championship. Of, uh, I forgot what year that was, but yeah. I, it actually probably still happens to be completely honest. Yeah. Because this is like soccer almost because it's a world event. Yeah. Like you have people in every country playing Instead this of, game. Yeah. And you have people who aspire to be, pros at it because you have these pros who are making a crap ton of money and even though like like don't get me wrong i i, I play the game i keep up with the pro scene for na i really do mm. I, I i've been a tsm fanboy since season three because they did um tsm legends which was like a a, a behind the scenes view of it all which was amazing no one did that back then so the guy who did it was reggie who's the owner brilliant or it was lean i don't know who whose idea it was fantastic because it brought me in it brought other people in we loved it because it was real 
Like you felt all the drama behind the scenes of when they lost. Oh, okay. And you understood like the drama going on between Chaos and Reggie. Reggie's a scumbag. No one thought that at the time, but now people are thinking like maybe he was a scumbag the entire time <laughs> after all <laughs> the stuff is coming out between him and Double it. Lift. There's yeah. so much drama that's going on in the pro scene right now because what ended up happening was you had this is a little side tangent, but it's <laughs> it's about League of Legends. You have a pro scene. You have a staple player named Bjergsen, which I've mentioned him earlier in the podcast. Mm. Bjergsen took over for Reggie after season three. Reggie was the team owner, but he was also, the name is Team Solo Mid, T- TSM. Okay. So they're in their name, it says Team Solo Mid. The right. reason why they're called Team Solo Mid was because the macro of the game was completely changed by TSM. Because it used to be, you didn't have a jungler. You had two in the mid, two in the bot, one at top. Okay, yeah. See, and I, I know exactly what you're talking about. And so, so they had yeah. created to where you had one person in the mid, a person in the jungle, one up top, and two at the bottom. So they revolutionized the game. Yeah, because you got to, yeah, yeah, okay. With, yeah, with yeah, that macro. makes sense. Well, you had to bring in someone strong. Well, they brought in this 18-year-old Danish kid, hmm. right? People had heard a little bit about him. He had a couple cool pentakills over in the EU League at one point, which wasn't nearly as big as NA. Like you had Fnatic and that's about it. And so like they brought him in. Dude took the stage by storm. He was so much better than everybody else here in NA. Carried games, carried TSM was the, like his last contract with TSM. He got ownership of TSM. So when they signed the big massive deal with TSM or with FTX, the foreign trade or foreign F or the cryptocurrency trade. Yeah. It was like 120 million. He got a big chunk of that. Oh, wow. And so for him to leave the organization, which he had part ownership in, to go play for like their one of their rivals, people are questioning, like, what the heck happened? Yeah. We created this massive drama. And then on top of that, you had a former TSM player who was recorded as being probably the best AD carry to ever play in NA as an actual AD carry and from North America as in double lift. Started talking mad trash about Reggie, mm. the owner, about how he's a bully and he's a scum lord. And so you have all this drama unfolding during the offseason <laughs> as they're trying to like sign new players because now they've right. lost their mid laner, they've lost their bot lane, all this stuff. Because TSM had just brought in like one of the best supports in the world, um, in Sword Art, and we didn't even make worlds. And so, like, questions were being asked, all this stuff. Needless to say, it was a fiery offseason. <laughs> it's been a fire. The TSM hasn't even announced their roster yet. Oh, okay. Which wow. is even crazier because everybody else has. So like you're trying to figure out who are you guys gonna get? Like, yeah. That's like yeah, like real world shop. Wow. That's so all this stuff is like buzzing around and then you still have arcade. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, like you know, well, if they're figuring out their stuff, we got this great new show. I don't think anyone knew how um how big this was gonna be. No. I think people had I think Riot probably was like, Yeah, this is gonna be good. Because, like, the funny thing is, like, you had Dota, which is what a lot of people compare, like, oh, T- or League of Legends like, is based off of Dota. Dota, yeah. Because Dota was out first. Right. Dota had their own TV show on Netflix. Guess what? It's not nearly as good. Not even close. That's right. They do. They I do. totally forgot about it. I've been and it's like to Japanese anime. It's yeah, not yeah, like it's the, Arcane. It's nothing like it. I don't see now that I've seen Arcane, I don't know if I can go back and watch hard. Dota. I'm telling you now. It's hard. I, I don't try, think I, I tried to go back and watch <laughs> Cowboy Bebop. 
hard. Oh, see, like that I can watch because I've I've yeah, I, I haven't watched it before. That. Oh, you haven't? I haven't, so I try to go watch it. In uh, anime I watch it, I'm like, man, this is just not okay. <laughs> it's not it's like, can everything just, I will I will say definitely check out the Spider-Verse uh Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part One is what they released yesterday. I mean the anime it, it looks you know a little bit more updated from where did they release that on Disney Plus? Uh no, it's this is so it's Sony and Marvel. This is like this is separate from the MCU. Um it's been a separate project. So Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse was the first one, it came out 2018. And then now this is a continuation. But when did they release the first one and the second one? Oh, oh no. Like as in like they released like the new like teaser trailer for part one yesterday. Okay. But part. So like, I mean, they said part one. So there's, they said there's, I know there's at least two parts because like they put um, towards the end, it says like Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. And then it kind of glitched and it said part one. Everyone's like, oh, we're get, oh, like, so, you know, that kind of solidifies. Hey, there is what more platform coming. is it coming out on. Uh, it's it's coming on theaters, theaters uh, only next year, October 7th. Is it animated? Yeah, it look, it's good. It's good. It's uh, have you seen the first one? I haven't seen the first. What's the first one? It's called Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. I think it's is on, that the one where uh, I think it's on Netflix. Haley Seinfeld plays uh, Gwen Stacy in that one. I think Spider I've seen that one. That's the one where Miles, right? Yeah, 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 okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I've yeah. seen that one. Yeah, yeah. That, that one was yeah. fantastic. Yeah, like it's so animation good. is. It's like, it's I just think my Arcane favorite. is better in the sense of animation. Levels, oh yeah, but that that whole storyline was especially fantastic. the bridge scene with Jinx and uh, Echo. I was like, oh. I was like, what is this show doing to me right now? Because this is amazing. Oh my gosh, I was I was blown away, blown away. Oh my gosh, but. Wow, we've been talking for a while. Yeah. <laughs> but let's uh, close out here. So you said you gave you would give Arcane a ten out of ten. I would also 100%. give it a ten out of ten. One hundred. Never seen it. Go see it. Definitely, it's it's streaming now on Netflix. I'm definitely going to be rewatching it. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe not anytime soon. Maybe when they like you know right before season two comes out, I'm going to rewatch it. Or I, I don't know. I, I'm definitely going to be rewatching this one. And hopefully, if Netflix is listening, would love to see. A physical um, copy of season one hits store shelves. Oh, hundred percent. I would love to see it. I think if you if if people if they did like a big release with it in yeah. the sense of like, hey, here's, they might. Here's not. It's, it's like a, here's a bundle deal. Yeah. Right. Like you get a poster. It'll be signed by these people. It's like a. It's like sixty or seventy dollars or something like that. Done. Done. I'd do it. I'm buying it. One hundred percent. You give them like a figurine. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, because there's some some shows that like uh, Mike Flanagan's like uh, Haunting of Hill House and mm-hmm. Bly Manor. Those you can buy those physically. Um, same thing with Stranger Things. Those are a little bit harder to come by, but there are some Netflix, um, you know, things that were like streams uh, specific on Netflix that do get physical releases. Yeah, and if Riot does like little like, I hope they do. It, yeah, like, just there's a little like, hey, here's just like some behind the scenes and like some other stuff. So many people. I want to know how they made this animation because it's literally unlike anything I've ever seen. Because they should, they should do like a behind the scenes, like, hey, we're just going to give you guys kind of like a little insight as how this all started. Yeah. And where we came up with the storylines and how we did this. That's how Disney Plus does for like, it's called like their in the making series for like WandaVision and uh, Mandalorian and stuff like that. That would be so like, uh, you could sell that as like a series or you could even just put that in with special features. Like just like a special feature part of. Of something and 
that's why it's 60 bucks. Plus you get the cool figurine with the poster that's signed. Like, and you get one of the best animated series of all time. That's yeah. <laughs> win, win, win. Yeah. So yeah, Netflix, if you're listening, definitely yeah. please. Cause I, I would buy that in a heartbeat. But yeah, that pretty much concludes our episode here of Arcane uh, League of Legends. Wanted to thank Shelby, my coworker, for yeah. calling on again. Would definitely love to have you on in future episodes. Um, it was kind of spur of the moment thing. Cause I was like, you know what? Like Shelby's the one who kind of like pushed me to like kept asking me if I watched it. And I was like, I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it. And I'm <laughs> so thank you. I'm blown away. <laughs> yeah, it was great. I was I was blown away. I wanted to see from like your perspective because you you're a movie critic, right? Like, so, like you do, you do this as as like a hobby and you continually do it. And I would assume that you're fairly successful because you always talk about it. Oh, thank and you. <laughs> that you can that you talk about it, but you also continue to do it, right? Like, it's yeah. not like, oh, I just did it one time. It's like I've been doing this for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Like, I was like, okay, so he knows what he's talking about. And I I also enjoy your perspective on a lot of things that you've talked about with when we do our team meetings and you're like our weekend <laughs> at the end. I plug week. Netflix way too much in our team meetings. <laughs> he does, but sometimes there's some good nuggets in there. There is. Um, it's you know. but yeah, it's just it's fun to watch. And it, I wanted to see your from your perspective, like because I I feel like you've probably seen close to the amount of TV as I've watched because I've watched when it comes to real TV, I've watched too much. Like I've watched Same. almost like <laughs> <laughs> like there's almost not a series that you can probably name that I haven't watched. Like Stranger Things is one that I, like nowadays, like I've backed off. Like I'm not watching Stranger Things because I just don't think it's good. I think it's trash. Um, I just didn't like it. But I respect other people who do love it. Mm. Like it's just not for me. Um, I wish a lot of people had your mindset on Twitter. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm not gonna trash me. Like, like I was told, like like Shanghai, like someone was telling me like Chang Chi was getting like got like an eighty percent or something like that. And I was like, why? It was phenomenal. But you didn't like Eternals, and that was... <laughs> I didn't like Eternals. But a lot thought, of people didn't. A lot of people didn't. Reason, like, it wasn't that I didn't like this. Like, I didn't... I, I love the actors. Yeah. I thought they, who they chose to play the actors were fantastic. I thought the acting was fantastic. I thought the visualization, everything about the movie was perfect. It was 10 out of 10, up until you get to the point of just a story. And the story just fell flat for me. Like, you changed the story to fit a narrative that I don't agree with. Fair enough. Like at the end of the day, like you chose someone to be different, hold a, hold a different title within the Eternals, and unbeknownst to us, we'll have to see how it plays out, right? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, they'll definitely return because they're going to return. I wanted to see his name is Richard Madden. I yeah. couldn't remember his name. <laughs> Richard Madden. I wanted him to be a good guy. I wanted him to be a good guy. I will say there was one thing about that movie. I didn't believe him to be. Uh, not villainous, but you know, like I understand why they did what they did. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't agree with it. It's fine. I feel like Richard Madden as a as an actor, like we loved him as Rob Stark because he was fantastic. Then you put him as a villain in Rocket Man because he was. He was like, also in uh, the Bodyguard. The on bodyguard. Netflix. Yeah, 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 and that was pretty good. Yeah. I, I've watched that. Like I watched like the first two episodes or two seasons of it. Yeah, um, but like. I wanted him to be a hero in this. Like I didn't want him to be a villain. Mm. I, the person who I thought was going to be the villain ended up not being the villain. Which but, was, oh, you're talking about um, um, Sprite? Not Sprite. Pixie? Uh, the small little girl? No, that's no. Sprite. But she wasn't the villain. I understood why she did what she did, but she wasn't the villain. The villain was the, uh, the person who I thought was going to be the villain is the guy who like goes by himself and lives on like the commune kind of deal. 
Oh, he can control the minds of humans. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He was in, great. He is, but in the in the comic series, he's the real villain. Yeah, it's, yeah. And so that's who I wanted him to be the villain, and mm. you didn't make him a villain, and you try to make him a good guy. <laughs> it's like that's not even how his character's written. Why are you changing stuff that's already written? <laughs> like, what are you doing, Marvel? Like, you didn't do that with any of the other characters that you've ever introduced into the into the the universe, the Marvel universe, and you're going to do it with the Eternals. Why? And then you messed up by killing uh, the main bad guy, who's the main deviant, who's supposed to be Athena's love interest, yeah. because that's how you how you were going to, or what I thought you were going to do, what you should have done to bring in um, X or not like not X Men, but um, like yeah. Um, um, you're talking about you, yeah the me all the me yeah 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 mm-hmm. yeah 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 because people are thinking you know after the snap that's. You know, well, yeah, mutants are starting to pop up. But yeah, like honestly, and you know, it's well, from what I've gathered is that the mutants are going to come from WandaVision from when she released. Her I power. think so. Yeah, like, that's just so stupid. Maybe I, I'm just excited like a, to see them. Yeah, I, I'm excited too. But like, I was like, you have an easy segue here with the Eternals. Like, I was all for the Eternals, all for you segueing. Like, hey, we're going to bring in the mutants now, and you didn't do that. Instead, you you. We can talk about it later, but like, instead you, <laughs> you, or we can cut this out. Um, but you, you, you went on your own little thing. I just didn't like it. No, yeah, it's, it's, that's totally fine. Yeah. It's, it's all good. It is what it, and you know, all this stuff is subjective. You know, there's no right or wrong. Well, there, there's a, there's a right to arcane because it, it is beautiful. No, I'm arcane kidding. It's all right. There's no wrong. <laughs> that's all. <laughs> Oh man, well yeah, let's uh, get out of here again. Thank you so much, Shelby, for for coming on. Um, we we got a few things coming up in the podcast. You know, we're going to be doing our continuing continuing our Hawkeye uh, coverage episode four. That'll be hitting on December eighth. Um, our Harry Potter and Deathly Hallows Part Two movie series review is out now, so that is it's all been said and done. Um, Time to go back to the uh, the muggle life, I guess. And we do have another uh, movie review that we're going to be uh, announcing on Twitter. Again, that's Film Optics, Optics with an X. Um, so I don't want to give that away just yet. But, um, yeah. Uh, do, you, do you have anywhere people can find you on online or you got a Twitter? Or, no, I, I actually don't I, even. <laughs> honestly, I, I don't do social media just because, like, I don't care for Twitter. I don't care for Facebook. That's probably the right decision. Like, I think it just causes <laughs> drama in, in, our, in today's our li- in our, mm. our lives today. I think social media is the biggest setback to humanity. Like, we've created. Oh. Want to go on a tangent? <laughs> no, you're, uh, no, you're, you're you're good. But, but yeah, um, but just just basically, it just it, I, I don't do social media. So fair enough, fair um, enough. If you want me, just hit up Christian <laughs> on this podcast, and I'm more than happy to give you guys any of my thoughts. Yeah, Shelby is off the grid, so <laughs> I'm, I'm offline. Uh, like uh, you can find him on uh, you know League like, of Legends at now. Like Rod Swanson, yeah, yeah, very much. Not on the wire. Honestly, it's I, I think that's 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 a good thing because I'm on Twitter way too much. But uh, let's close out of here, and we hope everyone has a, a great start to their week. And that's a wrap for today, everyone. Thank you all for listening. And if you enjoy the show, leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram to stay in the know. That was Shelby. My name is Christian, and we'll see you guys in the next one.